Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Before we get started on today's podcast, we'd like to thank our sponsors who you'll hear more from in the episode. Hello and welcome to the Marriage Be Hard Conversations. We are back. You guys have asked us to come back and by popular demand, we are back. My name is Melissa. I'm Kev on stage. And we will have conversations with some of our favorite couples talking about love and marriage and relationships and just the realities of being married. Today, we have two very special people on our podcast. You remember them from, actually, we were on their podcast and they were on our podcast. Mm, they was at the racism office. They were at the race. Yeah. That's right. Original, original guests. That's right. <laughs> literally, <laughs> man. They kicked us out of the racism sure office. Enough. Um, <laughs> literally one of the most popular episodes of The Love Hour. We actually had a good, like, kiki in time on that episode. Yeah. And that is none other than Deval and Kadeen. Ellis. I just want to say you guys are some of the most beautiful people on earth. We say earth. this all the time. Deval, oh. Kadeen, you hold it down. Deval, you hold your part down. Melissa's doing her part. I'm not doing my part, okay? Deval, I, yeah, Kadeen and stop. Melissa, y'all do y'all thing. Deval, you do your... I'll be like, man, whew, I got... That. We were literally <laughs> just having this conversation like... <laughs> Two days ago? Yeah, it's y'all two and Boris Kojo and Nicole Ari Parker is <laughs> equal. Everybody else got to have a little ugly to make them make it all right. I got to have a little teens of ugly so the kids come out all right. I, well, I, I think my coverage will win when I got married. So I was just like, man, I just, I'm trying to keep up. I just be trying to keep up. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So they are the authors of We Over Me, The Counterintuitive Approach to Getting Everything You Want from your relationship that comes out. Actually, tell us the day because I don't want to get it. I, I, I think I know it, but I don't want to get it wrong. It drops February 7th. February 7th. Please make sure that you get it. It will be available, obviously, everywhere books are sold and an audio book um, that will be voiced by you guys, which is freaking fantastic. And if you can get the hard copy. No. I'll talk to him, Kev. Get the hard copy. If you can get the hard Period. copy, we need them on yeah. the list. So if you can get it from an independent bookstore or, or Target or Barnes & Nobles, go there first, okay? Then independent. Amazon. Independent. Independent first. That's how we get them on that list. The audio is cool. Get that, too. But they don't yes, count the audio books. That's true. So we need to tell y'all that from the jump. Get a couple of them. Thank Give them as that. gifts. Give them to your friends. Don't just buy one. Yes. Buy yes. four or five. Clear the shelves. Clear the shelves. Clear the shelves. That'd be on books, too. You Listen, we didn't know that stuff until the last minute. We didn't know. We was like, why would y'all? Audio, we did all that. My throat was hurting. Why y'all well, didn't I, count that? We said the same thing. Why would you even push an audio book if they don't count? Why are we doing that? Why would we tell people that? And if you guys have podcasts like you do, your audience is used to listening to listening you, so they're to going you. to want to listen to you more. Yeah. Why does yeah. that not count? That needs there's to count. It needs to be updated. Dear New York Times people, <laughs> the four of us would like to make a request. We would like to petition the court. Because there's no... It's 2023. Audiobooks should count. Absolutely. Now hush and fix it. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. So before we turn uh, authors, I can sing when I think about it. Yes. Congratulations. Yes. I'm adding that, like, I'm, a, I'm an author of what? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> I can't believe we're here. <laughs> You know, speaking of that, I, one of the first questions I'll ask then is, what was the writing process like for the two of you? You want to go? It was um, it wasn't what I expected. Um, to be honest, I since I write, you know, I write all of these little soliloquies for my baby on Instagram and stuff. I felt like I was going to have <laughs> to, you know, write, sit down and write the whole book by myself. Mm. And they were like, "No, you're going to partner with a writer." And I'm just like, "Like, why? It's my words." And it was just like. Ooh, they're like you can partner with a me. partner with a writer so that they can kind of get your your ideas in a certain type of order. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we partnered with a writer named Leah. I forgot her last name. I've been calling her Leah for the past Lakin. year. Aaliyah Lakins. Yeah. Uh, she's amazing. But what they did was she asked us a series of questions, and we just went down. We got voice notes, and we just answered them as complete and honest as possible. And then she took all of our thoughts and put them in an order that we agreed upon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then once we got the order and agreed upon, I was like, this don't sound like me. <laughs> so I literally went through every single word and then wrote it the way I would have wrote it. Yeah. But she was organizing the thoughts. So yeah, it was, it was a tedious process. You figure like 20 years of a relationship. It's like, how do you put that into one book, right? right. We're going to stop. Where are we going to start? What are we going to add? What are we going to delete? And there was also a lot of calling on old times. And, you know, this at my big age now, my, my brain can't work. <laughs> The way you, so I was trying to remember dates and times and stories, and I'm just like, damn, I, did I remember when this happened? He was like, it didn't go like that. And I was like, well, oh. that was my perspective of how it was. You know, so we're going to put that in the book. Um, but it was great. <laughs> Leah was great about getting us to just organize our thoughts. And I thought I was going to have to put fingers to keyboard and actually type out this book because if that was the case, it would have never happened. <laughs> so it, it started off as what I thought would be a daunting process, but the process then it got easier because of her help. And then yeah. us kind of bouncing ideas off of each other, but it was it was a tedious process. I'm not gonna lie. I'm curious about something. This happened to Melissa and I. Um, we, you know, obviously twenty year relationship as well. We had thought we were over some stuff from oh. years past, and then we oh. go to talk about it in the book. So that must have happened to y'all too. You're like, oh, hold on, this oh. up. <laughs> Kevin. Kevin. It's the resurfacing. I'll never of... forget. Like, this was stuff we we talked about. Um, one time in particular, we talked about going to her parents' house first for the holidays. Mm -hmm. Well, this was 2004. Oh, wow. 2004. And we're in the audio session, and I'm listening to her talk about what she already wrote. And I already read it, but hearing her say it brought something <laughs> back up. In the minute, in the middle of her saying it, I was just like, wait, time out. Can we, can we, can we, can we? <laughs> you mean to tell me? <laughs> And in that moment, you felt, and then she was like, "What? Is, this was about this was fifteen years ago." I'm like, "No, no, no! I'm still hurt. We're talking about past traumas and not passing it down to our children. If we don't discuss this, this so now the guys out to the tech, he's like, guys, we don't. We have, and I'm like, you shut up. You don't know what I've been doing. And he was like, yeah, you're the most emotional person ever." embarrassing i was like bro it's not like we can even go and like rewrite the book now we discussed listen we would have stuff happen and then have to talk about that chapter in therapy that day we would go from writing to like oh yeah we go hey yeah let me tell you about what she said no we was 20 years old at that time it's still seen fresh fresh wounds literally it was good therapy though because it did it did like unlock some things i was like man i didn't 
I didn't know that that was still bothering me, but now it makes sense why when certain things happen in the house, I automatically get like triggered by it. I'm like, dang, it's because I never dealt with how you handled that situation 20 years ago. Yes. So it was actually pretty good to go through that process. Yeah, for sure. I think that is one of my um, favorite parts about writing the book for me was actually being able to deal with things that I didn't realize weren't dealt with. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, you have this pile, I always say this, this dirty pile of laundry over in the corner, but if it's over there for enough time or staying on the carpet, you don't even really see it anymore. But just because you're not noticing it doesn't mean it's not there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I feel like sometimes in mirror, especially 20 years you've been together, you just kind of forge through. You just kind of push through. Yeah. But it don't mean you dealt with it, really. And sometimes in recounting those stories, you realize, hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of still a little bit have an issue. <laughs> also, too, in marriage, like what with 20 years, at least being together, think about how you dealt with something as like your 19 or 20 year old self. Yeah. You look at yourself now at our big age yeah. and be like, oh my God, I can't believe that I handled it like that. Yeah, that happened a lot too. And it was a lot of, yeah, and it was because, well, we weren't equipped emotionally to even begin to deal with ourselves, much less someone else. Mm -hmm. Because what we're trying to grow as individuals, but as, doing that together with someone else. So at 19, I'm trying to figure out who I am, but also consider this person next yeah. to me. Like that's an extreme sport. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> an extreme yeah. sport. Yeah. We often talk about that. Melissa and I, you know, we, we're high school sweethearts. Like you guys, college, mm -hmm. I believe you guys met. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, I tell people like, think about the person you were in college, just the person, not the relationship person. Just think about how you saw the world, how much money you have, you know, all of those things at 19 and then 25 mm -hmm. and then 30 and 30. This is like almost a huge change, like almost a complete upheaval. Melissa and yeah. I had zero dollars. I didn't have a car. I didn't have a license. Now <laughs> we're parents of, you know, our kids getting out of high school next year. That's mm. a different person. Life happens pre-marriage. Yes. Uh, pre-children, that's a humongous change. The amount of time you can spend together uh, financially. So that's why I tell people, like, being together for a long time is amazing. I love it. But it's a, its own unique challenge of loving that person as they grow, change, as you grow and change, and you keep trying to find each other. That's the balance of a long-term relationship, is you got to be telling them who you are, too. It's not just about them. It's you, yeah. you as well. So, so let me ask y'all, if y'all going through this, have you ever looked back at your, especially going through the book process, look back at yourself and be like, I don't really like who I was then. Every day. <sighs> Your partner, like, why did you like me? Because I'm looking at I'm looking at me back then and being like, how? Because I I didn't like who I was. And I realized I didn't even like who I was back then too, which is why I was fighting so much. You know, I was fighting myself, I was mm -hmm. fighting everybody, and I, I realized I didn't like myself, so I was trying to find myself. Did y'all ask the other person? Because I, I asked Kadeen. I was like, yo, why did you even like me at 25? Like, I asked her that. All, why did you marry me? And why <laughs> Why are you still married? Like, what is it this week that made you realize? I, I told, we talked about this before. I carried in so many of older people's bad habits, media's oh. bad habits, my friend's bad habits. And that was my foundation of marriage. Yes. Was what I yes. thought. And then I remember, Melissa, we got into an argument. I'm talking about this probably year one. And I'm I'm trying to apply my pastor's love language to his wife, to my wife, and telling yes. her, well, pastor said. And Melissa yes. was like, I am not married to pastor. Correct. I am married to you. But I was mm -hmm. so used to just imprinting whatever people said and taking that as law. I had to learn to filter that, so to speak, and say, okay, this is my wife, though. How does that apply to me and my wife? Because I'm applying 
instructions to a different, totally different thing for somebody yeah. else's marriage. And that was yeah. probably my biggest, biggest mistake early on, I think. Well, I, I think you can all agree on that. I think, yeah, I mean, yeah. when when we wrote the book, our foundation for the book was literally that revelation. Like mm. why we said we over me, in part because when I first told Kay my dreams and I said I wanted to be an actor and be on television, her first response was, was how are we going to get there? Mm. So that's when we started. Mm -hmm. But then it was also the realization that I have to stop looking outward for the things that I need to discover inwardly. Yeah. Like if I want to build a marriage that we both love, like like getting everything, like even the words, the counterintuitive approach to getting everything you want from your relationship has to start with you. Yeah. We looking at everybody else and literally doing the same thing. Well, he says his wife likes that, so I'm going to do that for you. And then when she didn't like it, I thought there was something wrong with her. I was like, what's wrong with you? He said his wife loves this. Why, how do you not love this? You ungrateful. You selfish. Right. <laughs> right. Throw her away. Throw her away. And I but think, also, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Kadeen. No, I was also going to just piggyback on the same as using the term counterintuitive approach is because on the flip side of things, aside from you being who you are, you have people out here who have this checklist of everything that they want their spouse to be they yeah. want their partner to be right so women want him to be you know six two six figures six <laughs> we had six <laughs> figures when we first met well, you did <laughs> you know and he has to be strapping and god-fearing and all these things i was things. mad skinny <laughs> oh, God. I said, did that look like a pot spoon y'all <laughs> <laughs> Potential early on, you know. <laughs> so people have that approach that they're like, "Yo, I have to find someone to complete me." But then the counterintuitive approach is like, "Wait, wait a second. How about you be a whole individual? Mm -hmm. Come on, you are, and then you want to be of service to someone. So you're bringing something to the relationship, not necessarily looking for what you can gain. So mm -hmm. that's the approach that Val and I took, and we yeah. had to learn how to get there. Man, that's so good. Uh, what was your or what is your favorite chapter in the book? Mm -hmm. I, I have I have a favorite chapter. You do? Um, yeah. My favorite chapter would have to be um, the chapter where we discuss each other's dreams. Mm, okay. And the reason why, I can't remember which number it was, but the reason why it's my favorite chapter is because we often hear in today's, uh, you see, shameless plug. You see, you're gonna have to Come on. Don't I, be shameless. Our package just arrived, actually. I'm super excited oh, about really? it. Yeah, it just arrived. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all know as we are talking about love and relationships and marriage that having a third party come in and mediate between you and your partner is one of the best things you can do for your relationship. It is truly just an, an ability to sometimes be a bridge in communication between you and your partner. You can become so entrenched in your storyline, in your line of thinking, that it makes it hard for you to hear from your partner. And the same, it makes it hard for your partner to hear from you because they become so entrenched in their storyline and their line of thinking. And sometimes having that third party there that could just like translate things in a different way or offer a different perspective is quite literally one of the best things you can do for your relationship and honestly the relationship of yourself a third party can help you challenge your way of thinking challenge your patterns give you some interventions that just helps you show up in your life as the best version of you which translates for your job for your kids for your parents for your spouse all of those relationships are greatly benefited once you begin to show up um, as the best version of yourself BetterHelp is awesome because 
ain't nobody got time to be leaving the house all the time, but we definitely want to be taking care of our mental health. So you don't have to leave the house. They have video conferencing. They have phone calls, so many different ways that you can access your therapist without leaving the comfort of your home. They take care of the hard work for you. So, we, you know, if you're with match with a therapist that just simply doesn't work for you, you just simply tell the platform and they will do the hard work of breaking up with your licensed therapist for you so you can begin your journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash M-B-H today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash M-B-H. Now let's get back to the show. So it was on Building Legacy, Loyalty, and Peace. Oh, mm-hmm. no, that's the confusion. That ain't it. The man doesn't know his own book, y'all. Oh, here we go. Chapter six. Love each other into your dreams. Mm-hmm. Right? The reason why I love that chapter so much is because in this day and age, we hear so many people talk about self, self-awareness. It's about me, 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 I, I, I. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, what about my dreams as a man and all the things I want to do? And women, it's like, women can't have it all. You can't be a mom and a wife and be a career woman. Mm-hmm. And we've learned over the past 20 years that if you love someone so much, watching them pursue their dreams and have their own personal success also becomes your success. Mm-hmm. Dean and I, it, it may be an anomaly, but I've noticed that when Kadeem comes to me and says, babe, I want to do this, it, it then becomes my sole purpose in life to help her see that, help her do that. And she does the same thing for me. And I've, and I've noticed that we've loved each other through our own personal successes that helped us be successful as a married couple. Like people say all the time, Kadeem, how do you put up with DeVal doing sex scenes? How do you put up with DeVal traveling when he does football? It's like, y'all keep saying put up with mm. as the hindrance for her to be a partner with me and chasing my own personal dreams. Mm. That never became an issue never. for us. That's Same beautiful. thing with Dean. When she's gone and she's doing Essence Fest and she's gone for three, four days, some of my boys be like, yo, your wife be gone three, four days? Like, how do you put up with that? I'm like, bro, first of all, she's out there earning. She's an earner. I'm, I'm a bad She is a bad She's doing her fair share and bringing something to the relationship. But I love watching her be happy. Yeah. You know, I watch with y'all too. I, I watch how Melissa will post something. The first person to freaking comment on it is Kev. Mm-hmm. He's going to repost his wife's stuff. Mm-hmm. I watch Melissa. Like, you are Kev's biggest cheerleader. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I tell people all the time, even the people that ask me, what other couples do you know are like mm-hmm. you and Kadeem? Mm-hmm. I'm like, do you follow Melissa and Kev? <laughs> do you follow Tad and Chance? Yeah. Like, like, these are people who root for their partner. Yeah. And not only root, they're active participants. Like, okay, Kev got a skit. Melissa gonna jump in the skit. Mm-hmm. Like, this is how you become quote unquote a power couple. Mm-hmm. It ain't just about taking pictures and looking good on a red carpet. It's like, now nah, there's grunt work that needs to be Man. done. I don't want to pay nobody else. Let me get my wife to do it. And then my yeah. wife goes out there and crushes it. Yeah. You know, I'm the same thing. So that's my favorite. My that's favorite your favorite chapter. chapter. I think mine is actually it's it's my favorite, but it's my favorite <laughs> not for the reason why, not for the reason of what transpired particularly in that chapter, but. It's when we spoke about and kind of unhashed an unplanned pregnancy that we had in college. Mm. And being together that long and the space that we were in at that time, you you know, you talked about that dirty pile of laundry, Melissa, that you kind of just put Mm. to the side and it's like, it's there, but it doesn't really affect you until you actually have to sort through it and wash that clothes, right? So um, it was difficult for me to decide whether or not I wanted to share that entire story, but I felt Mm. like it was necessary, especially considering the attack that's 
on the woman and the mm-hmm. woman's body yeah. and mm-hmm. the control that we should over our own person. Um, so that was a difficult chapter because it kind of allowed me to heal a bit in that process, discuss it with Deval, get better clarity for where he was in that moment. And then, like we said, looking back on our young selves at our big age saying, man, like, how were we able to handle that situation um, so amicably and, and with such respect for each other and really just being a rock for each other. So that was something that happened early on in our relationship that I think yeah. really sealed the deal. Like this is my person because of how we were able to get through that situation. So yeah, it's my favorite because I feel like I got the guts and the courage to, you know, talk about it. Cause I, mm. I never had before, like no one knows about it. Like my mom is probably going to look at me sideways. Mm. <laughs> I'm like debating, like, should I tell her about this before she? <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, yeah. At least that's my favorite, only because if we're going to be promoting healing, if we're going to be promoting, you know, facing our our, our um, traumas head on, then that was a prime example for me. So I hope it encourages someone and it helps someone to also not feel like they're alone in a situation like that. So, oh my gosh! First of all, I love both of these answers so freaking much. Okay, I just. I'm warm and fuzzy inside. You guys know I love this stuff. Number one, uh, I'm going to do a very Melissa thing. Deval, just hearing you talk about um, the support that you offer to Kay and the support that she offers to you, not only is it inspiring and encouraging, but it's something that I think a lot of people, when we say couple goals, I think that's the unspoken um, conversation that we're having. I want someone to love me enough to value what I'm doing, that it becomes their own. That's mm-hmm. what I heard you say. Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. so beautiful to be able to partner in a dream that was once mine that now becomes ours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the power, the support, um, just the encouragement, the fire that ignites in this person when I'm feeling down and they're like, uh-uh, no, baby, you got to get up. Okay, Mm -hmm. we got to go and do this. We got to go and do that. We're going to figure this out. We're going to go do that. That's what people are looking for in life. And to see you express that where it's reciprocal, it's just, I'm just warm and fuzzy (laughs) on the inside of me. I just am. And then Cater shares such a vulnerable, my favorite part about the writing process. And I realize not everyone will be, you know, be able to write a book. But my favorite part was going through that healing journey. Going, mm-hmm. being able to say, this is an issue. I realize now when going through this process, this is kind of where it started. And it has followed us for 20 years, unhealed mm-hmm. and low key shards of, you know, sharp edges come mm-hmm. out every now and again. And you're wondering why you're, I have a cut here. I'm not quite sure what just happened, but all of a sudden you were triggered and now I'm bleeding. What's going right. on? And you have right. no idea where it started, how it started, what's going on. I'm not even really processing it because we're ignoring this over here. Writing it allows you to work backwards from the beginning, realize what's going on, and then you can see how it branches out into all of these other areas of your life and has affected you. And then to Mm -hmm. be able to say, oh, wait, this has allowed me now to like fully heal this. And, you know, there's still always a lot of healing to be done because that's a a continual thing. It's not like a place, but you can start that process in a very like effective, healthy way. And the fact that you're in a place to not only um, heal in your relationship, but you're sharing it with the world. And so many women are going to relate 
and be able to say thank you. I feel seen mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I've never and I did it and now I can and da, da, and to hear you and, and I, I know you're going to go on your own press run. You're going to talk about it, and they're just going to be able to be warm and fuzzy how I'm warm and fuzzy. <laughs> I'm just so appreciative of this. That's all I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks for that, Melissa. Because some, you know, it was, like you said, the sobriety process it was it was a lot. Like trying to figure out what we're going to pack into this to make it, you know, something where people may not necessarily be able to relate with every single scenario. Yeah. But the feedback that we've gotten so far is like, man, yeah. I I didn't even think of it that way. Or like, man, I'm single, but I aspire to be married, so this is helpful. Or man, y'all book made me realize that I don't think I'm the married type, you mm-hmm. know, and and that's okay too. Right. But we're just that people can just maybe relate to something that will give them a little more insight as to their own journey. Yeah, I think one thing, Deval, you know, uh, that you said that really struck pricked at me, struck a chord, really struck a chord with me is, uh, appreciate you, uh, <laughs> is, um, you know, we over me is about being a partner, right? This mm-hmm. isn't this isn't my dream, this is our dream. And you talked a lot about support. I think, if I'm being quite honest, I, in, in our relationship, have been more of a puller than a partner. Right. Mm-hmm. I wasn't saying let's do this. It was I got us because I thought that's what a man had to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go out here. If we struggling, I'm going to go out and do this. I'm going to go out and do this. If this happened, we were, tax bill came in heavy. I got to go out and do this. And Melissa said to me during our book writing process, she said, I don't I'm not a damsel in distress in the castle. I I'm on the battlefield. If we die, we die. If you, I'm like, no, nah, girl, I got you. She's she ain't yeah. she Brianna Tarp. Like, I'm not. Don't I ain't Cersei. Don't have me up here with the dragons. If we gonna go down, we gonna go down fighting. So just this week, I was. I mean, just yesterday, I believe mm-hmm. it was. I'm talking about tax bill came in. Somehow our payroll ran twice. We switched company. We paid our employees on the 31st and, and the, the first. first. After just having paid our taxes, we thought we were done with our taxes. The IRS was like, "Boy, y'all had a great year, huh, Cam? Oh my God! Come and holler at me." I was like, "We just paid. We paid quarterly. Nah, y'all been doing good." So I was like, dang, girl, I feel like, you know, I was like, honestly, this is a little bit poverty mindset because it's not a true struggle. But it was it felt like a lot Mm -hmm. happened at one time. So I'm like, I got to go do more dates and just just sharing with her. I was like, here's how I'm feeling. Right. I'm feeling frustrated. I feel like I'm going to have to do more Mm -hmm. dates. And she was like, "Okay, now she had a golden opportunity to say, I told you so. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Didn't take it. Didn't take it. And I wanted to don't get it. The only thing worse than saying I told you so. Is being able to t- say I told you so and not saying it. <laughs> when we both know that it's like, oh, I believe uh, Brown this time last year. I said this might happen. Right. Yeah. But after we talked about it, you know, she kind of calmed me down. The situation was not nearly as dire as I was making it. And then mm-hmm. literally our agents hit us up with like, Brando, Brando, this commercial. Like, so it was really like, Kev, you were tripping. But that's something I wouldn't have shared before because I felt like as a man, I couldn't go to her. Part of the vulnerability thing I had to learn was, I felt like I couldn't go to her with fears. I could only go to her with solutions. And she was like, I need you to share all of you, not just your strengths, your wins, when you book a role, that audition you jacked up, when you're feeling after you you ain't booked an audition ever, you only got this or that. When you're scared, share that as well. And that's a partner. She was like, I want to be in a relationship where we can share the whole piece, not just the part you think is going to make me feel better. And that's probably the one of the last things I had to learn that's something I held on to from like early in what I thought marriage would be, that was not working for us anymore. Mm-hmm. Kev, let me let me tell you something, Kev, how much you just spoke to our whole experience. Literally. <laughs> My father said to me verbatim, it is your job as the man to protect your wife from all of the fears that come with being in a marriage. Mm-hmm. You don't 
financial issues, you going through health stuff, you going through that, share it with me and your brother. We'll figure it out. He literally said, go to your wife with solutions. Wow. Mm. Don't go wow. to her with problems. Mm -hmm. As a man, you're not supposed to do that. Yep. My grandfather was that way. My father was that way. My dad our, too. Our entire life together. Anytime we had financial issues, anytime we had anything, this was me. We're good, babe. Don't worry about it. We're good. On the inside. <laughs> <laughs> and then the triggers would happen where I'm not telling her what's going wrong. And then she'll go buy something. And then I'll be like, what did you buy that for? Yeah. And she's like, he said we was good. And I'm like, I said we was good, but you're going to go buy that for We ain't good, good. <laughs> and then she's like, she's like, bro, she's like, fine, I'll take it back. And then the protector was like, no, don't take it back. You really want it. So keep it. So now she's like, I don't know if I should keep it. If I, should keep it. I don't got screwed. I don't know what's going on. And then um, <laughs> last year, you talked about coming to a, a realization recently. This past November, no one knows this. If you go to my Instagram, you'll be able to tell. But I had a break. I had a break, like a breakdown. Mm. Oh, no. Um, I ended up passing, passing out uh, while I was filming. Um, my co-star, Crystal, had to call the medic. Um, they had to take my blood pressure. My blood pressure was extremely low. It was 100 over like, like 60. Oh, or oh my goodness. I had lost 15 pounds in the course of a week. I wasn't eating. I wasn't drinking. But it was like you, Kev. Literally like you, our tax bill was coming in quarterly. I did a lot. The money was coming in. We switched payrolls. We switched from paychecks to somebody else. And the payments came out like, boop, boop. Man. And I was like, we have, and I'm like, we have Christmas time coming up. Yeah. And we bonuses to our employees. And I'm like, and some of our employees deferred their uh, commission payments for helping stuff till Christmas time. Mm. I'm like. We and you know how when you run a multimedia business, yeah. your payroll is six figures. Yeah. And I'm saying to Kadeen, I'm like, like I'm stressed because I want to be able to give people what they've worked for. Mm -hmm. So I'm constantly going. I, we got to do more of this. I got to make more videos. I got to do this. I just didn't realize that I was running myself into the, the ground. ground. Yeah. And I panicked I, while I was on set. She was away on vacation. She was away on vacation at her best friend's wedding. Typical devout fashion. I told her everything that was happening, but then I was like, I'm cool though. I'm good. I'm good. And I wasn't good. And I kept getting sicker and sicker until she pretty much cursed me out and was like, bro, if if you don't tell me when you're not good, don't tell me at the, when it's the, the end. When it's the worst. Tell me in the beginning when it's not good. I swear to everything, <laughs> I'm going to kill you. That's the fact. And I'm like, <laughs> She's going to do the job for you. You was just passing out. You're going to pass out for good when I get done with you. And, and she, she was so serious. She was just like, was. Wow, that's not fair to me. Mm -hmm. I sit here thinking everything's fine. And then randomly, it's not fine. And now I got to try to pick up the pieces. You may have to go to the hospital. The kids are here. And that's when I realized, like, I, I, if you're my partner, I should tell you. But also, too, as his partner, right, you would think that someone may say, oh, well, that's your partner. You should have the intuition to see that he's not okay and see that things are not good. Well, I'm married to an actor. Right. And Damn good job about he does a great job pretending and, and exist, existing in his real life circumstances. He's not there now in his real life circumstances. I thought he was fine, so of course I'm on the beach, dutty whining, <laughs> and everything. He's just like, oh yeah, babe, I, you know I'm, I'm dehydrated, my blood pressure's low, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna send the nurse to the house to get you an IV, and I went back to dancing because I'm like, okay, it's just dehydration, not knowing it was like literally a mental and physical yeah. snap. Mm. I thought I was having a stroke, guys. I couldn't. Uh, my lower extremities were not 
working in the same capacity they always work, I felt extremely weak. And I got nervous. I'm like, shoot, I'm 38. Like, mm-hmm. pe- people we know have died yeah. at 30 up from heart attack, from stress-induced mm-hmm. strokes. Like, I had a friend that played in the NFL for 12 years, just had a stroke. Yeah. And he, he wasn't eating right. And when I say not eating right, I'm not talking about going out and eating pizzas and wings. I'm talking about not eating, eating. for a day. Not eating, just period. Order. Yeah, t- yeah, taking a, taking a protein quick. shake. I'm fine. That's what I was doing to get through the days. And not no more. That's why when we talk about it in the book, uh, we call this a multi-generational book. Because mm-hmm. we talk about how our parents, parents had traumas that affected our parents who created these people you see and how we're not trying to pass those same behaviors to our four boys. So it's really about trying to deal with all of those things. Like you said, Kev, as a man, I felt like I can never bring any fear to my wife. Yes. My wife is walking around smiling and happy <laughs> yes. all and I didn't realize I was slowly killing her that like I was she used to be stressed out concerned about me mm-hmm. I was like I should just tell her so now I've adopted this year so the first month every time I feel something I don't feel good about something yeah. I just go to her I said babe I don't feel good about this I'm concerned about that we just talked about the books I was just like well we sold all those damn audio books now they're telling us the audio books don't count I'm concerned <laughs> man. and that's the thing about it too that I found out as a man in the the to addition to that, a black man, vulnerability did not come natural, and I would say it was it might be the hardest thing ever. Sure, right? It is. It is. It is like almost reprogramming you. If your dad told you be a man, keep it to yourself, and you took that your whole life, then you yeah. how you just you your body thinks doing the opposite is not yeah. being a man, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It feels in my head. Mm-hmm. I hear myself. You you weak. Kev, you, yep. that's weak. How you gonna tell her that? You weak. I remember we got uh, we had a, a rough spot a couple months ago. I was crying to Val, mm-hmm. and I it was mm-hmm. not even. I couldn't even man up to make it like man up to make it a, mm-hmm. a manly cry. It got mm-hmm. it got away from me. I, I said, yeah, "Oh, yeah, hey, yeah. now that's a cry. That was that was internal <laughs> turmoil cry, right?" <laughs> and in my head, well, good cry. after I did, but in the moment, I'm like, "What is she gonna use this against me?" What is she gonna tell her sisters, her friends? She gonna be like, "This nigga in here crying," and I'm like, "But at the time, I was like, I, I you ask for vulnerability, it ain't an on and off switch. Now I'm vulnerable. Right. Now I'm like, so I just want to feel about the taxes and then <laughs> the payroll and the merch ain't merching like it used to. And you know that commercial, I'm supposed to negotiate for a higher pay, but what if they say no? Then give me back. Mm-hmm. Okay, go back to what y'all said because I, right. I don't want. Right. I don't want. I know what I said last time, but I, that was, I hadn't paid my taxes yet that time. I do. I do. Will take that. I will take that. I don't know what I was. So, and just having a person to share that with who will catch you mm-hmm. is partnership. It's not me being mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm the man. I'm going to lead us. And you can still lead, right? But any good leader doesn't just say, here's what we're doing with no insight. You take right. the insight from the people that you trust and you make a, right. a, a decision together. And that's a right. partner. I remember Melissa telling me a couple months ago, she was, you know, I was still trying to pull, pull, pull. And she was like, that's not a marriage I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. A marriage mm-hmm. I'm interested in is a true partnership where I feel included. I feel valued. I feel seen. And, and, that's what she didn't say that early on year zero through 10. She was okay with that. So I'm like this, we're going to keep on pushing. Yeah. 15 through 20, what worked in them first 10 ain't going to get us to these next 10. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So it was either adjust divorce or live in the worst marriage ever. Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. was like, 
what do you want to do, right? Because I know we always value. Well, my mom was married 35 years, 40 years. They yeah. never, and a lot of time they hated each other. Celie and Mister were also together for a long time. Yes, do you think Celie yes. was happy about that marriage? I don't right. think she was. We oh, Celie right. didn't did 20 years. She hated him from day one until two. You do right by me. <laughs> so time is not the only thing that matters, right? Absolutely. It's how you feel about your marriage. And I think, you know, I really appreciate both of you guys' vulnerability, especially Deval, that, that last story, because that's as a, you literally are strong. Like you, you have muscles and abs, <laughs> right? But for you to share that, because I, I, I canceled shows for the first time in my career ever. Mm -hmm. Melissa was like, Kev, like, bro, you, you doing a lot. And, I'm, I, and I canceled show. I never, ever. The first show I ever canceled was the day my brother got yes. sick. First show ever. And I ha I was on my way. I couldn't even deal with it so much. I was on my way to the airport. And Melissa had to be like, it's okay if you cancel. Yeah. Right? Because we didn't know what was happening then. That was the first yeah. show I ever called. After he passed, I started looking at life differently. Yep. Yeah. I'm like, what, mm -hmm. do I need to be gone three weeks? I got to be in Cincinnati for a week. Like, at, mm -hmm. what, at what end? Yeah. You know? Yep. So I, I told my mm -hmm. agent, I said, man, I, you know, it ain't even really that important. It's not life change. I mean, money is money, but if you don't have the life to which mm -hmm. to enjoy, then yeah. what's the point? Yes. And I never have done that in my life. And I think moving forward, that looks like instead of canceling booking, it's like, okay, babe, what does this year look like for us? That's literally how we started, Yo, Kev. That's how we started <laughs> that's 20, exactly. 2023. That's, that's, how, we that's like, how we did for the first year ever. Like almost verbatim to our manager, we were like, it has to make sense yes. for whatever it is. So if it means like, oh, we can't make this award show or this ceremony or that appearance because something else takes precedence, i.e. mental health, kids, yes. whatever, it's okay. It's, it's okay. okay. You know my word for the year? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what has their word for 2023? <laughs> so mine was discipline. What's yes, yours about? My word for the year was so. Because, and, and the reason why I say so is because people often try to get me to do things by just saying more money. Mm -hmm. And I told Kay for the first time in my life, I'm going to start telling people so. Because <laughs> when Kanye I tell you do something, it has nothing to do with the money. Come on. It's because my son is, has basketball. Come practice. on. Dog. Val, you could. So. So. <laughs> my son is playing has basketball practice. Like, I don't, I don't care how much more thousands I could make. I don't care. Because Jackson said to Kay last year something oh, that yeah. really struck I was, a like, nerve. tears. So. <laughs> So I coached, now, now last year was the toughest year that we ever had working. Mm -hmm. I literally filmed every single month from May through the middle of November. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then in between all of that, we filmed the travel show with the boys. Mm -hmm. We filmed, we did the podcast tour. Mm -hmm. We filmed 45 episodes of the podcast. Um, what else did we do? We had like a ton of family events. Like Coda turned one, Cass turned five, five. my father turned 70, my mm -hmm. best friend's wedding. It was just a ton of like yeah. life so we were just rolling, rolling. Mm -hmm. And I just told Jackson I was going to help coach his football team. So for six weeks, I was coaching his football team. Mm -hmm. The football banquet, he ended up winning uh, best offensive player of the year or whatever. I couldn't make it because I was filming. He said to Kay, you know what, Mom? This is why I would never be an actor. Because you miss things like this. Oh. Kev, Liz, can I tell oh, yeah. you? I was on, I was on set. <sighs> Sisters. And he literally got off the stage. So I thought he was coming over because I was catching video of him on stage getting his award. So he came over and I got the video ready to show him. And he was just like, Mom, this is exactly why I don't want to be an actor. Oh. 
And he's just like, yeah, because you miss moments like this. Like, dad's not here to see me. And he can't go on stage with all the other coaches because he was helpful this year, too. And I was all like, the other coaches and their sons, they were there with their dads. I was the only one that was not there. The only coach that wasn't there with his son. And my son wins best offensive player. When I tell you, it, it like triggered me to realize like all this money, all of this stuff don't matter. Like, yeah. all, like it does not matter. I don't want, I want to be home. I want to be home with my kids. I want to be home with my wife, mm-hmm. it, especially my wife. Last year, Kay and I went through one of our hardest years of yeah. marriage. And people always say, it sounds cliche. Money won't solve all problems. You know, money, money won't help you with love. You can't take, and, and it's true. Mm-hmm. Kay and I were at each other all last year because we were not connected. Like we were, Shit's passing in the night. I was going. Y'all want to come inside our life? Then just come inside our life. Then it's a parallel universe. The Valley can do. We the multiverse. How three of them got beautiful though. And mind you, I didn't. I got regular. (laughs) But go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt y'all because it really was like it it connected with me. I hate to keep keep going to Val. I'm gonna share something personal with you, bro. That I think it put things into perspective for me. Me and Tyler became very close. Mm And when I look at you, I'm like, dang, he reminds me of Tyler. Like, he just, mm-hmm. you do things your own way. You own everything. You mm-hmm. you put all your people on. You you know how to generate revenue in different ways. And Tyler said he felt the same way about me. Mm-hmm. He also said to me, he said, um, it's lonely up here. Oh. He said, in order to be this level of great, you're going to have to sacrifice family, friends, um, and your own personal things that you want. But you have to ask yourself, what is your purpose for doing this? Wow. And he told me his purpose. And it was, it was personal, so I'm not going to share everything he sure, shared. Sure, sure. But that perspective made me realize. And he also said to me, Deval, you have a wife and kids. And I'm saying to you, you have a wife and kids. All the things we we aspire to be or aspire to be when we first started isn't as important now that I have. Like, I look at my sons and my wife, and I'm like, I really don't care to do this show with you. Like, <laughs> you I just, you I don't care. Like, yeah. my son, my wife, I miss my wife, and people don't realize that. When they say, well, why Rihanna took a break for five mm-hmm. years? Why Beyonce been gone for so long? You want to know why? Because they're people, and they have families, and they want to do stuff with their families. And I think for marriage, especially us two as couples, like us four as couples, we've been with each other when it was nothing. I know what happiness looks like even when I have nothing. I'm not afraid to not have nothing as long as I got... Now I got you and I got four kids? Like, I could go back to having nothing and be just as happy because I was there already. I tell people that all the... Boy, we had... When we had nothing and our friends had nothing, we had EBT-sponsored barbecue at our house. (laughs) We had the time of our lives with no money. I'm talking about... My brother worked for the state. He was handing out EBT stuff. He oh, passed dude, away. He can't hey, get in trouble now. Can't. I'm like, Shh, don't <laughs> tell the people. No, he. My brother had the whole hood on stamps. We That's used to up. get the premium cuts of meat. So it's like, bro, we we've been together with nothing. If yeah. I lose all yeah. this, man, the house is cool. I remember we moved to Calabasas. We was like, what if we can't make it? We'd be like, I told her at least we was on a golf course that one time though for the three <laughs> months. <laughs> they can't take yeah. their memory from us. And we got to go back to a two, we still own a home in Washington with two bedrooms. The mortgage is like a thousand dollars. If we got to move back up there, baby, we was in LA for 10 years though. We had the studio, <laughs> we was that. up. Anyway, wow. I got to go, I got to hit this Uber shift. I'm going to see you tonight. <laughs> because I would rather have that, right? Yes. Than a billion and an empty home mm-hmm. with no yeah. luck. Because there's no money 
There's no money that can replace taboo. There's no money that can replace, you know, my son's basketball team, even though they get blown out. My son told us the other day, he said, man, don't even come to the game. We missing players. It's only going to be five of us. I said, we're going to be there for that blowout. We've been there for every other blowout. They get blown out. But listen, I was 82 to 12. (laughs) The vow. Kadeem. Me and Melissa be there cheering like the game is close. Good shot, son. 76 to 3. Let's go, boy. We right in it. We right there. <laughs> we look at each other and say, okay, they they down by 40. That means they're going to turn the running clock on. So we almost. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be, we got to soon. We'll be out soon. But, I mean, those are the moments. Like, that's the only reason yeah. I'm not upset. I, I, I joke about my son not wanting to drive. But the re- one reason I'm not upset about it is taking him to school every day. Those are the moments. Mm-hmm. Picking yeah. him up. Those yeah. are the moments. You're not going to get, once they grow up and move out, you're not going to get another chance at those moments. So I be when I get off the road, I'm going to be there at 4 o'clock. I'm going to be right there. When you get out, let's go buy Starbucks every day. I'm going to do that stuff. That's why we cancel shows because it's like, at the end of my life, I'm not going to think about that show at the Stardome that I missed. Right. Who's, right. Nobody's going to know. Nobody's going to care. I'm going to be like, man, remember when we was in Egypt or or even just that time we was at that basketball game and he hit the free throws, you know what I'm saying, to bring it within 65, you know? <laughs> Those are still the moments, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> you know they're going to kill you. Your kids are gonna, they definitely going to kill you. And you roasting their team, man. But they got to be, hey, that builds character. Sure that builds Absolutely. Because that's the that's only thing they getting out of this team. <laughs> Okay. Yo, yo, Jackson team be getting smoked sometimes too. Like, and Jackson, Jackson's working his ass off, and Jackson's a, a great player. And and sometimes they still get smoked by forty. And he'll, come off, he'll come off, and he'll just look at me, and I'll be like, "Yeah, nothing to say." I'll be like, "So, what do you want as your post game meal?" <laughs> These are the breaks, kid. So, make you your favorite when, meal. We got this. We got this celebration thing. So, breaking when we come in from a game, right? We right. all clap and we go, "Yeah, right." So when they be getting smoked, right? He coming, at me. he coming, he coming to the door. He like, I don't want to hear. <laughs> and I'm like, "Hey, did you just curse? Did you just curse?" <laughs> no, not about forty. You can let the shit mom go. You can let the shit mom go because what we just watched was some shit. That's what we just watched. <laughs> Any other circumstance, I'd have been like, now see? His little brothers Ooh. don't be giving him no good pass. He'd be like, yo, Jackson, man, real talk, y'all suck. That's Cairo. That'd be Cairo. Kind of, kind of like, y'all suck. I'm only six. I can score more points. Than That's how JoJo be. JoJo be in the stands like, I mean, why do you even come out here? Why do y'all even come out? <laughs> <laughs> even go out here. I'm out. Y'all might as well let me play. <laughs> that is hilarious. He don't. He don't let up on him at all. He don't. Nah. nah. <laughs> Yo, that, these are moments you're gonna remember. Yeah. This, this part, people don't know this, but Tyler doesn't. He stopped directing the show as of last year. Mm. And he said, "It's um, my son is getting older." Mm. Mm. And I was like, wow, even a billionaire yeah. finds more value in spending time with his child than going out and making billions. Man. That he was usually like, he's like, I'm just taking time. Like, he's like, I'm not going to be here forever. And that's why he said it takes a lot of sacrifice. So to you, my brother and my sister, we yeah. feel you, bro. We yeah. in this, man, and know that you're not in it by yourself, man. I had plenty of cry sessions. 
Um, and when you talked about change, I remember the first time Kay said to me, I need you to be more vulnerable. And then this was back in the apartment and I started being vulnerable and she said, man, you sound like a bitch. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. I was like, how long do I have to endure the bitch and moaning? <laughs> I'm like, you asked for this. You asked for this. I was like, damn, what a mistake. I'm like, keep it coming. Stop, but come on, please stop. That was so the great. The beginning of the 30s, the beginning of the 30s was like, a roller coaster for us, yo. Yeah. Like, we started coming out of her shell. I was trying to figure out who I was. You say things like I ain't mean it like that. I did want to be vulnerable, but why am I crying like this? My yeah. wife like, She's like, God, who am I? That's why I said I was like, why did you even like me in my twenties? Yeah. I'm just to be to become a, a valuable person. Like now at 38. Bruh. Now 27 to vow. Ooh, that's, that's, a tough, that's a tough one there. I mean, the one thing that you have said, though, consistently through our marriage and through our relationship is like, you're crazy. Like, he, he literally was telling me, you're crazy. I was crazy at 19, crazy at 20-something. And I was like, well, who's the crazy one? Because you still here? Yeah. <laughs> you like it in this orbit, sir. Talk. I was like, I was not an effective communicator. I didn't know how to talk. And now he can't get me to shut up. So right. it's like, that's for it. <laughs> Man, this is so. This is so. Uh, it feels good to talk to people that get it. That get it. Like a lot of times, you feel like you know. There's just you feel like your circumstances are so unique. Nobody else could yeah. understand what you're going through. So you'd be like, "This is just like who do I talk to?" Besides Melissa, you know, it's a it's a unique circumstance. And also, people are praising you on social media. Y'all are this, and I'd be like, "Y'all don't even know. We did not talk this morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that Instagram post was scheduled. We already. It looks like we have it. That thing was scheduled two weeks ago." Yo, Kev, Kev, Kev. That's, did we ever tell y'all our black love story? No. no. Kev, Kev. Oh my god. So Tommy and Cody reached out to us and said they were going to come for Black Love. It was scheduled, right? Mm-hmm. That morning. Unbeknownst to us, Kadeem was already pregnant with Kaz. We didn't know. Didn't know. Kyra was a six couple months. six months, so she was postpartum and prenatal at the same time. Oh wow! So we're getting ready to get dressed or whatever, and she didn't have pants on, and she's walking around the house doing something else. So I'm like, hey, like we got people coming on. You got pants on? Like you don't have pants on? You need to focus and get ready. And she's like, stop telling me what to do. Stop telling me what to do. I will do this whole interview with no pants. I don't give a shit, about. I don't give a shit. I said, you will not do the episode without pants because number one, that's rude. No one wants to see your ass except me. Right? And she's like, you know what, Deval? Fuck this. I don't want to talk about black love. I don't give a fuck about black love. And anyway, we all doing. Then we hear ding dong. We open the door just like this. Hey. <laughs> Thank you so, so yes, yes. All the way Welcome. from LA. No, I'd have been like, y'all's trip was just vague. Yo, she <laughs> ain't talking to nobody. She dad was like, call him, call him. And guess why you talking about black love? She was all in my face. She's like, I don't give a shit, Deval. I don't give a shit black love. I'm like, these people came from LA to be. <laughs> Only thing that made us do the episode was that they rang the bell they before I could pick up my phone. We <laughs> were in an all-out argument, bro. So I feel you on that. Same thing with social media. People be like, y'all a couple goes. No, we not. No, we not couple goes. I don't like her. I don't like her. I don't even like myself right now. Stop saying we couple goes. I don't like her. Like, and, and you're right. Most... Be, it, be, it was supposed to go out yesterday. So it went out today. And we're not talking. All the hard eyes. People are like, how come you don't comment back on people's comments? 
come is because I wasn't feeling her in that moment. And if I would have come, I would have been, well, actually, since you think the dean is so perfect, did you know that's what would have happened if I would have commented on that? Well, I'm not commenting. Yeah, chance would have figured I'm about to fall out. That this is, is the most relatable thing I've ever heard in all of ever. Boy, y'all don't even know that first the first two years of touring, Love oh Hour Tour, God. we was backstage. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Kev on stage. Miss Kev on stage. Woo! What's up, Denver? <laughs> How are y'all, man? Oh, we I mean, and then get backstage. Full Dr. Phil. <laughs> <laughs> It's a quick let go. Don't touch my no. <laughs> Your palms are sweaty anyway. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> I'm Ubering myself to the oh hotel. Oh, my God. Listen, you guys are out. Oh, go ahead. Divide my bath. No, no, no. That's, that's important, though, because people need to understand that if you argue in your marriage, that don't mean it's time to run away, bro. Right. Oh, yeah. People ask me all the time, do you and Kadeem need to argue? I'll be like, Man, what? Did you ask me that? We got tension bubbling over like Jesus love over here. That's what we're in right now, and that's the truth. Yeah. I don't know how you can be happy and honest if you're not arguing. You... Just even if you live with the person that you're not, just think about roommates. Correct. People just being yes. in your space. You you will you go, oh, they over there thirsty. Breathing. Why are you drinking water today? You always gotta yeah. eat. Every day you gotta have something to eat, have something to eat, have something to eat. <laughs> over there blinking. You blink loud. What the, you cannot possibly hear my blinks. So yeah, that's how you make it. <laughs> you have to slurp your tea like that. Yo, Kev, I'm really swallowing that Kev, hard. Kev, I'll be, I'll be drinking because I know she like she's a people eat watch eater. So she watches people eat and drink. So I'll like literally get my, my thing. I'll be <laughs> and I'll, I'll be like as quiet as possible. And all I hear is, oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, there's no way. There's no way you heard my tea go to my stomach. There's no way you heard it, bro. I heard it, Nicole. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to need DeVal to be in a... I need someone to uh, cast you in a in a movie comedy. Oh, man. Rom-com DeVal soon come. Yes, that's hysterical. <laughs> Very good. Listen to me. Thank you guys Man. so freaking much. This was a lot of fun. Um, really thoroughly enjoyed it. I hope all of you that are watching this is marriage. This is it, man. The the re the reality is it's as beautiful as this hug and as and as and as real as get off me, your hands are sweaty. <laughs> The duality can exist. It's the duality of man. And it does yeah. exist, and it doesn't make it unappealing. It makes it life, man. This is a group project, and I used to hate group projects in school, okay? Man. And I just I do a group project with this man, and the group project's called Life. And God yeah. willing, we still have more years ahead than we have behind. Come on. Right? So this is what I signed up for. This is what I enjoy. I would not rather do it with anybody else. If, we go, if this is the life we live, if I don't do everything I thought I wanted... Because of marriage, my life will still be better off yeah. because of who I'm spending it with. I want to go to Vietnam. Melissa's like, I, you, I don't want to go there. I was like, oh, I'll go by myself. You can't go by myself because then I got to come and I don't want to go. <laughs> okay, so maybe I don't get to go to Vietnam in my lifetime. No. <laughs> but I still got to do a lot of cool stuff. <laughs> yes. 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 I appreciate you guys. If you guys are watching, please, please, please get these people's book. I want y'all to understand there's not a lot of black authors out there. Come on. It's not a lot of young black authors. A lot of the same people get 10, 15 books before we get to. Go get their book. We Over Me. 
September, I mean, February 7th, mm-hmm. album drop, February 7th. Get the hard copy. Get the hard Independent copy. bookstore if you can. Order from an independent bookstore. Please get it the week of. But even after that, get it, tell a friend, read it, put a review yes. on it, then get the audio book, get the, you know, do it all because we want more. And even the thing about it is not even just for us and them. Like, we get a book, they get a book. That means another black couple can get a book if yes. our books succeed. Even if yes. not for all oh, this other book, the Valen Kandine was good, and Kevin Melissa was on New York Times. We become test case studies. We become case studies. So you really support the whole community when you support the Valen Kandine. We got our thirty. Our thirty come on the seventh. We ordered our thirty. Yes. Come on the seventh. We gonna give them away to some of our Patreon. You know, we show love. Man, the love always overfloweth over here. Absolutely. Is there anything else you want to tell the people that are listening that you guys got going on before we let y'all go? Uh, well, first thing is, is that we actually joined the Patreon family as well. Everyone yes. who's asking for video content of the podcast, you can mm-hmm. get it on our Patreon. Love yes, uh, lots of Ellis. stuff. It's going to be the live shows that we've done in the past. You can see the entire show. It's a good time. Yes. Podcast clips with our crew, more stuff with the kids. Uh, we also have a travel show that we filmed with the kids this yes, past summer. Yes, coming out on GoUSA.com. On GoUSA.com. And fun. that'll be out, I want to believe, on the 10th, the 10th. of February. There yes. we go. If you yes. want to see more stuff with us and the kids getting out there and getting around the U.S., so that's going to be awesome. Yes. Uh, yes. What else we got? Else oh, we Sisters got? comes on every Wednesday, yes. 9 o'clock on BET. Zatima comes out March 5th, March 16th on BET+. Plus. Be Check it out. Zach Attack is back. Let's do it. <laughs> and then we'll be doing our tour um, in Dallas and Houston, which are already sold out. So sorry, Texas, if y'all didn't get it. But a couple left in L.A., on the 24th of February, and then we have Chicago and Detroit the weekend of the 4th and 5th. So, And the last thing I want to say is I love Kevin Melissa. Yeah, I'm going to tell you why. We Kev, love y'all too. Love Kev shot a text to me and said, bro, we're going to have you on the Marriage Be Hard podcast. Um, we want to see y'all on that list. We got on that list. In our culture, you always hear about people competing. Why do we pin this person against that person? Mm-hmm. Why do we pin black women against black women? It's like to have people who people other people have said, oh, that's your competitor. Reach out and say, no, we want y'all here with us. Says a lot about who they are yeah. as a couple. And I just want to be the first person to say it openly, if no one else has said it, <laughs> that I love and appreciate what y'all are doing Absolutely. for the culture, bro. Yes. Thank y'all. Sis, love y'all, man. Y'all are really doing it. And I'll be watching. So proud of y'all. I'll be watching. We got on Patreon. And I was just like, yo, Kev and Melissa doing their thing, man. This seemed like it makes sense. Y'all are definitely setting the blueprint. Mm-hmm. Thank y'all. y'all. Definitely Blueprint, so keep going, keep going. <laughs> You're the godparents of Thank you, thank you guys so much. We love y'all too. Uh, like, so super inspired all the time. Absolutely, you guys. we'll see y'all at the LA show. We should grab drinks, yes, oh, yeah. dinner yes. and drinks, yeah. All right, thank you guys so much for joining us on today's episode of Marriage Be Hard. Make sure you stay tuned for the next one when it drops. When it drops, <laughs> bye. All right, y'all.